0: I can see the demon in you, doesn't wanna come out and play I can see the demon in you, doesn't wanna come out and play
1: Everybody say fuck this shit Fuck this shit Fuck this shit Everybody say fuck this shit Fuck this shit This shit podcast. It's your boy Dre back again with a special guest, my boy Xavier
0: Jones. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Xavier Jones, uh Law No Glominator, man. How you living, bro?
1: man you know I'm living good. You know I'm living good, man. You already know you didn't check out our episode, so you know we start the podcast the same way. We always thank everybody for taking the time to listen to this motherfucker. We know everybody got busy days and schedules and shit. So we appreciate you tuning in so we can give you some fire. You know what I'm saying? Get you through this little bullshit you got
0: yeah i appreciate the invite
1: too for sure for sure i appreciate you having me on yeah man straight up so so just to get right into it man a little a little Mm -hmm. history on the whole situation whatever how how this interview came to be um i think the first time i saw somebody post something uh yours i actually think it was james i think it was uh was was big james thompson Mm
0: -hmm. and i think he might have
1: like i think he might have like shared something or whatever and i was looking for it uh during the podcast that i recorded last time so i could play it and i couldn't find it but i ended up finding it because i went and listened to everything on your youtube channel uh the <laughs> other day so i didn't i didn't seen everything but uh it was it was that fucking longest yard joke bro word
0: word word yes you know <laughs> it is
1: like first of all you know it hit because it shot out to the l or whatever but uh my nigga said he hope, hope when he go to prison they got football nigga i died I was like, <laughs>
0: I felt bad for that joke too. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie because I was like, man, I'm bringing like a. But it was a real conversation. Like I wasn't lying. Like I really had that convo with my granny. But I felt bad. I was like, damn, like, like that's the the impression I'm giving of where I come from. But it's real. Like I ain't lie. You know what I mean? Like it's statistically. You know what I mean? Niggas,
1: niggas from the L, though. If you from that yeah. place, you all you always gonna get that. You always gonna know. Like that shit. That shit fucking funny. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. I'm interested, I was interested off the rip just cause, you know, you funny, you know what I'm saying? Then you from the L and then I start thinking more on it. I'm like, man, I never seen nobody from the L do comedy in no real way. Like even really try and start to pursue. I never even seen, like you, you had a joke about like in that same joke, you talking about, you know, you get out, become a rapper, like everybody in the L wanna rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It ain't a lot of niggas from the L who do podcasts, but it's a couple niggas from the L who do podcasts and podcasts and something you can set up so quick, easy. It's probably I could probably think of ten niggas I know in the L who do podcasts or from the L. I never seen nobody do the comedy, so I'm like, man, that's that's interesting. I want to I want to kind of dig into that a little bit more, kind of see like what led you down that path or whatever. But uh. to jump it off though, bro, like, are you from Lawton or did you move to Lawton? Cause you know
0: how that be. Nah, uh, southwestern medical center, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Elmore West Elementary School, Eisenhower Middle School, High School. Oh,
1: you went to Ada?
0: Yes, sir. Nigga, my
1: granny stay on. My granny stay on Seventy Second Street right now, nigga.
0: Yeah, 60 69th, I want to say it was them little town townhouses that we used to stay in.
1: Mm hmm. Mm, yeah. Okay, so you from the West Side? That was I was I was, gonna, I was gonna say like West Side. So you you from the West Side? Went to Eisenhower, all of that. Yup. Yup. Okay. So yeah. So y'all who not from the L, y'all don't know that you know my nigga certified in my book now. This a real <laughs> nigga. You
0: know what I'm <laughs> Shout bro, to like, all the eagle of love, <laughs> bro. You ain't go to the skate arena before it closed down. Are you, you know what I'm saying? You really, you really, you really that? You really that? If you went uh, Lionsgate Carnival. You know Like, see, you just,
1: hey, bro, you just, you just eat in <laughs> on the skate arena because you said, so, you 20, are you still 24? You 25 now? 25. 25? Yeah, I was, yeah. I, I was listening to you. I mentioned your age on one of them stand-ups. I was like, okay, I wonder my nigga, like, so, you like just now, you just now feel like an adult, huh?
0: Fact, fact. There's something about, that's, I don't know what it is about 25, but I just feel like it just kind of clicked on recently. You know
1: what I mean? Like, that, bro, that's exactly how it was for a nigga, bro. When I was, when I hit 25, it's like niggas is like motherfuckers, even even when I turn 30, bro, motherfuckers be like, Oh, you starting to feel oh, Now I'll be like, bro, I'm really just getting this adult shit figure out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I'm I'm making it. So okay, you, you from the L from the West Side. She was in the you you about to you getting out the military soon. So you was in the army, huh? Uh the Air Force. Yeah, oh, you was in the air force. Oh, you smart.
0: Yeah, I I I'd like to think so, man. You know what I mean? I
1: Everybody not from a military town. They don't know all of the layers to this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's
0: what it was. My pops, my pops is military. He was army. And I told him, I was thinking about enlisting. He was like, don't do the army. I was like, say less. I got you. The Air Force recruiter right next door. (laughs) So what made
1: you, that was was one of my questions. What made you decide to join the military? What made you go that route? Uh,
0: I went to UCO for a year right after I graduated. And I fucked that off. I ain't, I ain't even gonna hold you. I, you know what I'm i went up there and just wild, wild the hell out. And I came back, and I was working at Circo for like shoot, about six, seven, eight months. I was still doing. I had just started doing the comedy thing, but I ain't really had my feet, you know, underneath me or whatever. And on yeah. some crazy shit, the first show that I ever did, like got booked for, put on a, like a flyer, was in Lawton, and it was so bad. That that was the thing that tipped me. Like, all right, I'm going to the military because this shit ain't gonna work. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, you know, because I had been hearing about it, been leaning, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is like, not gonna work, bro. <laughs> so, so that's what <laughs> I did you. not
1: expect, that, bro. That's fucking funny, bro. My <laughs> nigga said, did the first comedy show. So it was it was that ass- so what it was it was like the turnout was bad the niggas went laughing what what
0: good bring us, it bring, was us a bring us there thing. it was a conversation where what hold on thing. first of all where was it this was somewhere off of like ooh, i want to say like cool like close to hmm, like close to where the library is and shit i can't remember the time it was some little ass library
1: oh okay 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 so I, I i wouldn't know where it was anyway but okay go ahead
0: it was uh, somebody mixtape release party. And I had a, uh I had done comedy before, but like only open mics, but you know, I had yeah. got laughs at those. And that's like the worst thing that could have happened. Cause I, I started feeling myself and shot my oh shit, I'm called, you know what I mean? And I did that exact same thing. I just went in there, like, like faded a little bit. Cause it was new year's. I ain't had no jokes written. I was just like, I'm gonna just going in here and talk. Oh, and, you was, and, a little- and, yeah. oh yeah. See, look, lessons yeah. you learn, lessons you learn. Yep. Go ahead. Yep. And that was pretty much it. I'll put it down for about, uh so that was New Year's of 2017. I was at MEPs, February 2017. And I was in basic April of 2017. Like I was out of there. I was like, My nigga said, I gotta make some shake.
1: <laughs> the L sent the nigga to the, bro. listen. First of all, you know niggas is gonna be hard on you where you from. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like that's that's with anything. You get so much more love for the same shit by niggas who never met you, don't know shit about you, the motherfuckers, where you from. And I don't even think it's a, I used to think it was like a hate thing, but now I don't even think it's a hate thing. I think that we view like content as something that's supposed to come from afar. Mm,
0: so when we see it come
1: that. from so close, it's like, it don't even register to you that it should be something you consume like that. Like, even if it's something you feel like you should support, it's almost like, you don't even feel like it's something you could consume still. You have to like make yourself do it. Yeah. But it's some hate there too, though.
0: I will say that one was all me though. It wasn't like oh they they, they don't fucking you no, know, I was I was I was on some bullshit.
1: <laughs> hey, the accountability, bro. <laughs> so okay, so you joined. So how old so you what like eight, 19? 19. nineteen? Uh, nineteen. So you nineteen, you twenty five now. You got in the military, you got in the air force when you was nineteen. You twenty five now. So how many times you been engaged?
0: Uh, you mean like deployed twice?
1: No, engaged. Like how many times you been engaged? I know how oh, you, know how you military <laughs> niggas be. <Like,
0: laughs> now I played it smooth, man. I I knew because you know what I am saying, like you i going go into detail, but you know you deal with some some law situations. You have some trust issues, so I knew going in. I was like, bro, I ain't doing nothing serious in the military, bro. Y'all got me fucked up. I'm not gonna hey, be bro. one deployed fighting for my life. And you know what I'm saying, the nigga back here, no, bro. You got me fucked up.
1: Being from the L give you a different mentality on that one, don't it, bro?
0: Yeah, you got I had to. Like, I had to deal with a whole lot of that. That that hurt. You know what I mean? I was out here being a villain for a minute, bro. Uh
1: on some uh still kind of on the military shit or whatever. Like so one thing I like to always or one thing that I've always thought about is from my vantage point, you know what I'm saying? I was never I never enlisted, you know what I'm saying? My grandpa, you know what I'm saying, my look, my stepdads, plural, sorry, mama. Uh <laughs> they, was, <laughs> they was all the military, you know what I'm saying, all of that or whatever. Um but I ain't never felt off no black man that they was in the army because they had this intense sense of pride about America. Like mm. they always had a lot more to do with like, uh, you know, the benefits is real nice and you can get this yeah. nice VA loan and they'll pay for your school. If you decide to go back to school, like it was more like a stepping stone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying for all the people that I knew was that was that kind of your experience as well as you. I mean, you know, I ain't got no beef if you got an America tech, if you got a flag tattooed on your chest. You know what I'm saying? Nah,
0: I, I'll take it a step further, bro. I uh, it, it, I've always looked at it like that, and that's why I never saw myself going past the first enlistment. But I'll take it a step further. When I was in basic, it was like a group of forty five of us, like white, black. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, like just diverse as fuck. And yeah, the, the drill instructor was just on some... Like getting to know us, like shit. He was like, "How many of y'all are here to pay off student loans?" And nigga, forty-four of us. Nigga was like, 40. <laughs> <44? laughs> so we kept though. Like it was one person. that was like, "Nah, bro, I love America." Everybody was like, "Bro, Sally Mae is on my head." You know what I mean?
1: Hey, that's real though, man. Just to, I, just, I think that shit. I always think that shit is funny whenever I watch the, like the narrative around, like, what supporting the troops really means. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm like. I don't think, like, I don't think, niggas, it's not a bunch of motherfuckers sitting in the barracks waiting to go sh- fuck some shit up. Like, man, we can't wait to go to war. Like,
0: yeah. that ain't oh, the no. vibe. <laughs> oh, no. These It's a lot of people that felt like this was the best or only option. Yeah,
1: or even, yeah. yeah, even just, like, even if it's just something that you just do for for a little bit of time, that's something I, I don't see a lot of motherfuckers having, like, the the planning I guess to be yep. able to do because I think that's was it what ended up happening. Motherfucker sign that first contract, they like, I'ma do this, get these benefits, and I'm gonna be out. That yep. contract comes to an end, and they ain't even thought about what they're gonna do after it. So they like, yeah, let me sign up for one more, get this little check that they offer me real quick. Yep. Then I'll figure out my next step. And then pff, 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 next thing you know, you 15 years in. And once you've done that 15, it don't make sense not to you gotta do 20.
0: Yeah, 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 you, you, uh, 75% there, but it, yeah, that's what happened. And, and a lot of people end up like getting married that weren't married when they got in, you got children now. So it's like, I can't just make this move and get out without having a safety net. Cause I got, you know, dependent on this shit. other so.
1: shit. Yeah. You do yeah. got that. That's a, that's a benefit as a, as a, I, I never want to make it seem like having kids is a, a burden. Cause it's not, I have, I had my first one. I had my daughter when I was 16, my oldest daughter I had when I was 16. I didn't have another one until I was 30. So I got a 16 year old, a two year old, mm-hmm. but I've never been able to make decisions without my daughter in mind. Like yeah. as an adult, I've never been able to make a decision without, if I move here, that puts me this far away from Bree. If I right. do this, that, does, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and it does, like, it's not, it's not like a, you know, it's not like a woe is me thing or whatever. It's just a reality. Like it does limit your options of what you're going to do if you're going to prioritize being a parent. Yeah. So being chit, being 25, not having a family attached to you and wanting to pursue something like this is like that's a that's a major benefit, bro.
0: Appreciate it. I think I think that's what is like that's what made the decision to get out and pursue this like final. Cause it's like if I do sign another one, you know, I'll be 30 by the time I get out. I, I probably will have children by then, you know what I mean? So I gotta, yeah. you know, my priorities to be somewhere else.
1: So but, you was talking about you had done some open mics before, like before yep. you uh before you made the decision to go to the air force all that so like what was what was kind of like your decision to go into comedy like what made you decide you even wanted to do that
0: yeah one second bro i gotta close this window it's getting cold i got you oh, okay. but uh Are you good? uh i don't know i always always liked it you know what i mean like uh i think uh I've been a fan since a, a little kid, like um Chris Rock. I used to grow up like I used to watch his stuff like religiously when they come on HBO. Cat Williams, Pimp Chronicles, like the first yeah. one. Crazy, bro. You know what I mean? But
1: Niggas who don't think Chris Rock are funny aren't that smart to me. It,
0: it's layered, bro. Like like it, it's it, like, layered. <laughs> you know what
1: I mean? <laughs> it's laid. I, Like when niggas like Chris Rock not funny, I'd be like, Oh, okay, you was in the mall, huh? Like it's cool. <laughs> it
0: it flew over your head, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. dude, I don't know. I just, uh, and I think it's always been like a coping mechanism for me too. Like it's a way to make friends, like making people laugh. And I just think it became like a, like okay. second nature to a certain degree. And then niggas is funny in the hell. Like everybody's funny, bro. Like niggas you know is I mean? funny as fuck. You got it. You got to, if you want to, you know what I mean? You hanging, but you got to be able to, you know what I mean? Like keep up with the joke. You can't kill the vibe type shit. But
1: when you move around, you see that more. I feel like like, when I moved out a lot and then I started being in other circles around other people, I really be thinking like, y'all are not as funny as us. Like y'all mm-hmm. niggas is not, y'all not. <laughs> I, think I can kill y'all niggas right now. Like niggas be trying to like low key roast you a little bit. And it's like, you gotta like come off the gas a little bit. Cause you be like making motherfuckers mad.
0: like, <laughs> yeah. They don't, they wasn't on the back of them uh, buses on the track meets and shit. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> shit, no, so the football bro. buses, you, not... you
0: wasn't back there, bro. Niggas getting make shit fried.
1: Bro, you couldn't even come around that hallway at the middle school, nigga. You trying to come around that back hallway at the middle school by that water fountain, bro? That's always a group of niggas right there ready for your
0: ass, nigga. Niggas niggas killed me so greasy, bro. My freshman year, I had this. uh, It was before I knew about, like, brands and shit. I just, it looked like Polo to me. You know what I mean? I went in that bitch. Nigga forgot to explain my shit, bro. I've never worn that shirt again.
1: Fam, that's the white lugs. I told the story about the white lugs on the podcast, bro, so I started working young. Yeah. I had a job when I was like 12. You know what I'm saying? So middle school, I'm buying shit with my own money. Yeah. Nigga, I'm in the store, I'm looking for I want some boots. I'm like, I'm about to go get me some some fly ass boots, nigga. And I seen these white lugs. And in my mind, they was icy, bro. Yeah. That's what makes the that's what makes the hurt so much worse. My mama didn't buy me these on no, oh, I didn't have enough. It wasn't like uh auntie gave them to me. I bought them because I liked them.
0: And that's you was probably you was wearing them with pride. I know you was.
1: Well, I walked past them concession stands, bro. Them niggas hit me so hard, bro. I died right there. A piece of me is still laying in front of that vending machine, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like everybody got one of the moments, bro. Where it's like, especially if it's like if you, if you young and it's older niggas too. Oh yeah, bro. Like yeah. that can fuck me. you up for a minute. You know what I man. You got to you got to come back hard after that. Oh God.
1: So okay, you you get the you get the you kind of get the bug like you like I'm I'm a funny nigga I want to do comedy or whatever. So like, what show your, your first open mic? Did you go there knowing that's what
0: you was gonna do? Was you just kind of like ask somewhere and they had it? No, I was at a UCL at the time, and me and my roommate we had been doing um, uh, Tony. I don't know if you know Tony Sharp, but we had been doing these uh, like skits or whatever, like parody oh. songs and stuff, and putting them on YouTube. And then it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, they had an open mic contest at UCO one day, so we wrote like five, ten minutes a piece and went there. And, and I ain't gonna say it went great, but I got a really big laugh, and that was enough to keep me like, you know, what I mean, I got the bug. You, you know?
1: got so that, that motivation off that laugh, yeah, yeah. It ain't no, it ain't, I ain't. I can imagine, bro. Like, it ain't no. How was that? How was that feeling, bro? When you got that that first one, you stand on stage, you get that first real good laugh.
0: It's uh. That's when, that's when all the 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 stress of it goes away. Like even to this day, I still get nervous. Like every time I get on stage, that first lap is like, all right, cool. Now, you know what I mean? I'm I'm in there. So that's what it that's what it felt like, really.
1: It's like, yeah, okay, it, I I can get that vibe. What's funny? What's funniest about this too, bro, is that niggas used to always tell me, bro, like, uh, you know, keys, don't you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, keys keys used to be on my head all the time. Like, bro, nigga, what you need to do is stand up. You need to do stand up. But I'm like, nigga, hell no, bro. I'm not standing in front of no group of motherfuckers. Like, bro, I got social anxiety like a motherfucker, bro. I'm like, why well, so these motherfuckers go watch the mic shake out my
0: motherfucking hand while I'm over here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About, uh, so, uh, how about airplanes, guys? <laughs> that, ain't bro. I'm telling you, bro, it ain't nothing. Cause everybody know that feeling, like when you when you in a group and you say a joke and it don't work. So now imagine that, but you got a mic and you told niggas to come here to laugh at you and you ain't, you know what I mean? That shit is that shit hurt. I ain't gonna lie. But I, I, I feel mean, like shit, it'll make you do. join the Air Force. Facts. Facts. I saw <laughs> my life away. <laughs> <laughs> my
1: nigga said, fuck it, man. Maybe the government'll treat me better than
0: <laughs> company. I gotta make some shake, bro. Uncle Sam, you know what I mean. Oh man. So like you do a couple
1: open mics, you know what I'm saying? Bombing the L. We moved, you know what I'm saying? Do the hit, hit the Air Force thing. So like when did you pick when did you pick comedy back up?
0: Twenty the end of 2019. So it was like two and a half years. Like two and a half years you picked it back
1: up. You yep. uh how'd that how's that go? Like is it kind of the same like interest point? You, like you jump like on an open mic somewhere? Like
0: yep. yep. Uh I had a I had a friend, my roommate at the time, actually. Uh, you know how everybody got like when you meet somebody that got them interesting stories, like yo, I did this, so the comedy yep. was mine. And I used to just talk to him about it all the time. And he was like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you trying to get back into it? And basically, like, positive peer pressure, like, yo, go. You know what I'm saying? Go check it out. And I started going to a couple of open mics. And I think that's like, if you're interested in getting a comedy, start with open mics. Don't start with, like, going to see Cat Williams, because that's, like, the the peak of whatever. But yeah. seeing somebody, like, at the open mic, like, just trying some shit out, you like, oh, I can do that, because they jokes not even working, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you, you just I mean that makes sense out. though, though. Yeah. But that's kind of how it started. No, nah, that and makes sense that, though. To give you a
1: little bit mind. more, to give you a little bit more uh, confidence that everything ain't so far away from where you are.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 And I moved see to, that I got stationed here in 2019, in Omaha, and that's where I started because it it's a huge comedy scene out here.
1: Okay, I mean, I bet I'm sure niggas wouldn't expect that. You know what I'm saying? It's a thanks. huge comedy scene in Omaha, Nebraska, but thanks. But you know what? It'd be, it'd be spots like that when you think about it because the level of what there is to do is of getting capped somewhere, mm-hmm. and then like it, like cities like that kind of find they need. So it's like, I'm sure,
0: like, it ain't a huge club scene in Omaha. It depends on what type of club you're looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you if you're trying to be on some frat boy shit, they got the they got the works for you, you
1: know. Yeah, they're gonna have it.
0: Every every major city got that. Yeah. When do you like. think about
1: it. Anyway, but yeah. I want you to actually kind of kind of scroll back just a little bit though, because mm-hmm. you you said something that was real interesting to me because really a lot a lot of uh, in a lot of ways, just as men, I don't see like much of this discussed or whatever, but the fact that you had somebody who saw something that you had like a passion for and they like start kind of nudging you Mm -hmm. in that direction, like how valuable you feel like that really was to you? Like, do you see yourself, you feel like that's kind of one of the things, like if you don't have that interaction with him, you think might, it take you longer to get back in.
0: Maybe you never get back in. Like what, what role you feel like that really had for you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at the, at the very least it expedited the process. There's a good chance I'd never get back into it, but like, you know what I mean? At the, the very least amount of credit is that he he fast-forwarded it. You know, if I if I really think about it, that probably is the reason I got back into it. And it's crazy because it's somebody I'm not even cool with no more. Like, but I always value that for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean
1: shit, real talk, bro. Like that's that's one of the not to not to get too sidetracked or whatever, but that's one of the crazy things about just getting older as a whole, is realizing how complex shit really be. And it might be a motherfucker who you don't who you don't fuck with right now but to try and like take all the value away from like the time that you did have a relationship with that person is kind of you almost doing yourself a disservice like you could do that if you want to like it don't one don't make the other yeah you know what i'm saying like i could be like yeah you really did this for me and i still don't fuck with
0: you <laughs> right Yeah, <laughs> it's the shit that happened after that i appreciate that but you know i mean yeah I'm left after that but yeah, yeah, no, I definitely. And I, I try to, I try to give it back. Like my brother makes music now, and I try to, like, like I'm on his head about it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, all right, you can't play with this shit if you really want it. If you really, you know really want to do it, like you got to
1: do it. That's that's the hardest part, bro. That's the the hardest part is like for real realizing that if this is something I want to do, I got to do it all the time. Yeah,
0: when it's not fun.
1: When it's not fun. So, like, I mean, getting into that. Like, let's talk about the work of it. Like, what's the What's the behind the scenes of this like? How much, how much time and energy do you put in, kind of like crafting a routine, crafting your jokes, like, like what, what that looked like for you? What it even maybe to go back a little further? What did developing that process look like? Because I know at first it wasn't a process.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I was just throwing shit at the wall. And when I first started uh, in Omaha, I was doing it kind of the wrong way because a lot of people start out; they'll like come with up with like a five minute set to start out with, and they'll just perfect that. You know, okay, I'm gonna tell these five minutes worth of jokes over and over until I get it right. Every yeah. time I went to open mic, I was going Monday through Thursday with like new shit every time. So I wasn't perfecting anything, but I was mm. I just had a lot of I had a lot of shit that had potential. Okay. So uh that it's um I mean I try to hit at least one open mic every week just to like throw shit at the wall and like tweak deliveries and shit like that. That's kind of where I'm at now. But um it's it's uh it's pretty methodical. Um like for the special that I got coming up in April, I started writing most of the stuff in like October when I was deployed. Yeah. So I got back and now it's just about trying it. Okay, let me, uh, okay, let me see if I, if I put this joke before this one, let me see if it works better. You know what I mean? Or if yeah. I, if yeah. I, the facial expressions, the, the physical shit, like just, just adding all the tweaks to it. But once the joke and the wording and all that shit is there, then it's about, you know, playing with it and seeing. It
1: yeah so I guess it's, like, it's, it's kind of like building something and that's, that's kind of dope to see too because that's something that I've always known I watch enough I've always been interested enough in comedy that like I watch interviews of comedians and I like watch you know what I'm saying lots of comedy specials like I've seen you know what I'm saying all of like you know niggas be talking about man Dave Chappelle is funny I'm like have you ever seen For What It's Worth they be like no I'm like you ain't never seen Dave Chappelle tell a joke about the homeless man jacking off on a bus nigga then
0: you oh, don't even really know how funny Dave Chappelle is, is. <laughs> <laughs> He said, that buy that shit like the Matrix. <laughs> nigga, bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, they like, I like the new, and I fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? I get I get it. Like, he still goaded, but like, that young nigga, that young nigga that was talking about the, the baby selling crack, nigga, the uh, baby selling weed on the corner. Oh, bro. Yeah, he was different.
1: Different, bro. It's different. But, yeah. um, yeah. Uh, I, so, I, my, my point was, like, I knew that comedians do that. Like, where it's, like, they'll tell... Uh, they'll tell it said over and over and over and over and over again, getting ready for a special, like you said, tweaking little things and like mm-hmm. moving little things around. And I think on the level of to anybody who may be considering doing that, I think it's kind of good for them to hear that because it's like you're not coming up with an hour special. You're not like walking up on stage and coming up with an hour of jokes to tell niggas. Yeah. You know nah, what I'm you saying? Like, All minutes with- at a time. Yeah, yeah, you coming up with five minutes of jokes, and then you know what I'm saying? Maybe you add two minutes here, and then you add on, and then you like make this bigger and make that bigger until it's something that that in a in a thing works out. Uh one of the reasons why I really feel like like when I was watching your your videos on YouTube, or one of the things I was like, man, I really feel like because it's one thing for a nigga to be funny to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought you was funny off the rip, but the reason why I was like, man, I think this nigga might really be able to make it, bro. You had them white folks in there laughing, bro. All oh, white folks in there laughing, bro. You dropping, you hitting them with niggas every other word. They not blinking, <laughs> like you are not comfortable in there. But like, I was like, bro, he got them in there comfortable. Like they feel, they feel like they can laugh. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and right now, I feel like people analyze the times we in now incorrectly a lot of times and they make it all like more contentious than it is. But motherfuckers do be nervous
0: around shit like that, especially like white folks. White folks don't be wanting to yeah. laugh at nothing black right now. Yeah. Now I'm telling they, like, you like bro, you go to an open mic and like they're like if it's a black joke or somebody saying a joke, especially if it's a white dude saying a joke about black people white people gonna look around first to see if they can laugh like okay he laughed. all right that you know what i mean like, i'm like oh no, bro if you with it Fuck with it like like laugh yeah we all here to laugh that's but, uh, uh i gotta if, if you're talking about like the the one where i was just talking like the dead homie joke or whatever yeah so niggas was uh, i was getting a lot of good feedback but also a lot of uh uh like oh, that's the wrong crowd. I'm like, nigga, I
1: ain't, I ain't, I ain't choose who came. Nigga. They, they bought tickets. You know what I mean? Like, Bruh. Yeah, that's that. But dope. to me, bro, I feel like that's always going to be something you're going to have to deal with. Filtering out that outside noise of motherfuckers trying to tell you how they feel, like, whatever, whatever. Because that's why, you know, I tell niggas all the time, I don't think cancel culture is a thing. The niggas who fuck with you will fuck with you and the niggas who don't won't. And it's always been like that. But motherfuckers yeah. get so caught up with motherfuckers saying how much they don't fuck with them they forget about the niggas who was still in their corner the whole time. Yeah, It's like, those really the only people that even matter when you are making content. That's a fact. It was like, fuck fact, the though. niggas who like, Oh, that's the wrong crowd. Be like, well then come to the next one. It'll be the right crowd.
0: Facts. Facts. Please <laughs> bring your ass up in here. Cause I'm going to hit you with a, a different, you know what I'm saying? This going to go crazy. But I think that's a I I, I tried to do that intentionally though. Like, Cause I had been working on those jokes. So I was going to tell them no matter who was there, but like the fact that it was white people and they laughed. I'm like, okay, that's a, I like that one. Cause it crossed cultural boundaries. So y'all know who that yeah. woman is. And they
1: don't even get it. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's the thing. I'm like, they laughing and they don't even get it. Like, yeah. so it's funny, funny. Like they laughing. Cause like the context, the way you deliver it, you bring everything in with a level of context that like, it makes them get it. Like they get like, I don't know who Metro Boomin is, but I mean it sounds like a rapper or a producer or something like that. You know what I'm yeah, yeah.
0: I say if somebody was in the comments. Uh I put it on TikTok. That was like they're hanging on the context clues for their life. I was like, oh god. <laughs> 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 oh God. That, uh, that, that reminded me of something though that you said and I wanted to bring up, I wrote it down, uh about like cancel culture and like uh uh, I can't remember what exactly the topic was, but I wanted to shout you out for saying it because I don't feel like a lot of people acknowledge it. You said something about, uh, that was one topic, and you were like, "I'm not gonna speak on it" because I don't feel like I have adequate knowledge to speak on it. And I think it's that easy, bro. Niggas be getting canceled because they talking about shit they don't know. Like, bro, bro, if you don't know about it, my nigga, just listen or you know what I'm saying. Don't engage, bro. Motherfuckers be out here. It's it's not it's not hard to not sound dumb.
1: It's not hard to the thing about it is, bro, is that somewhere down the line, motherfuckers decided that giving a fuck what people thought wasn't cool. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, like not giving a fuck what people think just makes you an asshole. Like if you out here, yep. like just recklessly, just like I don't give a fuck what people think about what I say. It's like that don't make you cool bro. that make you a dickhead. Like yep. I don't base my decisions and my life on what other people think or say. But I do have to think of take other people into consideration before I say shit. Cause I would uh, I would appreciate when other people do me that same courtesy. Just like don't go saying wild stupid shit just to inflame me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. But yeah, yeah, you you right about that. It's okay. B- back to the comedy. So you bombed in Lawton. Is that the only time? Is that the only time you you ever felt like you really bombed a set?
0: That's
1: the worst. But that's I the worst. Know.
0: Yeah, that was the only time where I didn't get shit. Like, like. Every other time, it, it, there's been times where it's like, okay, uh, like I, I grade myself low on it, but I, know I got at least one joke that I can salvage from that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that was the only time where it wasn't shit hidden like at all. What's it like to
1: kind of push through that? Like whenever you had those those, those times where it's like, or were you were you kind of lucky enough that you never really had those moments kind of like be right behind each other, where you start to like feel like you was in a slump or like, did you ever, you know what I'm saying? Was there ever a point where, like, you start to feel like, man, like, do I have that presence up here that I felt like I did, you know?
0: Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I was dealing with, really, just, like, like, I'm going on seven years. Just within, like, the last year or two, I finally feel, like, like, confident enough. You know what I mean? Like, like the level of confidence is going up. Like, I can actually call myself a comedian now, because before it was like, a, I don't know, you know, the the what you call it, uh imposter syndrome type thing. Like, are they yeah. glad did I get lucky with this? You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. So I don't know. For me, it was just uh once I got back, actually, I came out the gate hot. Like, those two years, because I was yeah. I was using shit that I had, you know what I mean? Like, ideas that I had been writing fucking with for two years. So it was like, yeah. bro, I, got, I got a surplus of shit. So I was lucky to come out the gate hot. And that's what kind of, like, you know, gave me the momentum and propelled me
1: like that first it's like that first album they say niggas say they first album be the dopest one like me i was writing this yep. album my whole <laughs> life really you know is yep. <laughs> yeah yep yep okay yeah i like that bro I, th- I like i even like the fact that you had to like shout out like seven years bro like seven years and something i tell motherfuckers i'm like bro motherfuckers be like oh bro you got the podcast like nigga i know you do like they're like, oh man, you be what you be making off that motherfucker. I'm like, shit, making off this motherfucker. Yeah. Like, I ain't broke even on this motherfucker yet. I've been doing this four years. I'd have spent more money on nigga neon signs and lighting and mics, cameras, and shit like that. I've spent more money than i have made on this motherfucker. Like, I just now four years in am starting to feel like I have a grasp on this where I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Like when I jump on this mic, when I hit record on this motherfucker, I'm like, oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm this this easy. All I gotta do is prepare for it. As long as I prepare for it the right way, it's gonna be nothing. Yeah.
0: And that's that's kind of what it is like like with me now in comedy. Like I'm uh because I've been writing shit so long, I'm confident in the jokes enough to where it's like uh I know and I practice them enough to where it's like I'll be nervous, but it's also like I mean, I do this. I've done this before, you know what I'm saying? Like this ain't no different.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, straight up. I do this. Yeah, straight up it it is. It's funny because when you think about like when you think of, like kind of uh, liking it to sports, one thing I seen is uh, I seen I seen LeBron say this. I've seen lots of players say you're know, saying when like motherfuckers ask them about like making big shots or being in big moments. They like, "No, I practice that shot all day. Like, I practice that shot every day of the week for my whole life. Like, I'm not nervous when it's time to take that shot. Like, this this is what I do." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, and if it if I miss it, like it don't matter. Like I can miss five shots in a row; it don't matter. Like I practice this shot; I know I make this shot because yeah. I done put that practice in. It's kind of the same thing. When I jump on this motherfucker, I don't be worried about nothing on it.
0: Like yeah, if you I get feel like, low state, yep,
1: yeah, I'm gonna get in my bag. Even if it's times where I get on the podcast, bro, it's a single man podcast, so you don't get any feedback while you're doing it. It's times where I do it where it's like I feel like mm, I'm not really like in that groove, like I really want to be. But I don't mm-hmm. sweat it because I know I'm gonna find it. I just keep mm-hmm. I just keep pushing through the paper, bro. I just go yeah. to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Cause I know I'ma I'm gonna I'm get in that groove and I'm gonna be psh, right where I need to be every time.
0: Yeah, because you you done done this, you done put some years in the game, you know what I mean?
1: So what's the future look like, man? You were saying that uh you saying <clears throat> you you do a material for your special now, you recorded in April, you said?
0: Yeah, yeah, April 8th. Um uh so Getting out the plan right now, hopefully I'm in the application process. I want to use the GI Bill and go to school and like you know, do that double time because I'm gonna get paid the same. Yeah, not for sure. be in a uniform and I can do comedy on the side. But it's really getting on the uh I think I've built up enough of a internet like following to where I can like actually profit off of this somehow. So now it's now it's about turning that into a business. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting out now, this may in the future be the way that I eat. So it's like, okay, yeah. how can I you know what I mean? Make this
1: profitable. So that, that's that really the main goal. Yep. That shit hard, bro. Niggas don't tell you about that part, bro. Like the you, you it's crazy because right when you think you found the hardest part, the hardest part really shows up. Yep. It's like you thinking, like, man, like making the content gonna be the hard part. Then you kind of get in the habit of making the content, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? For for me, it's this podcast. For you, it's actually you know what I'm saying, developing your routine or whatever. But once you get that part down, you like. All right, bet now I'm gonna get paid. And you like, oh no, it's steps
0: to that. Yeah, now you I gotta, gotta set yourself I gotta brand up. It. I gotta brand it, I gotta sell it, I gotta, you know what I mean? Uh huh, yeah. But- and you really gotta be your
1: own, you your own marketing, you your own, all of this, unless you decide to pay for it. And then it's like, okay, but I'll be paying for that out of my real money that I pay for like my real stuff with because I don't make money off this yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's all kinds of things that start to come in and this part of it, but. For me, none of it's been discouraging for me. Mm. Like, so I haven't like,
0: felt, huh? I'll just say, you like you learn from everything.
1: Um, it's not even just so much that I'm learning from it, bro. It's just that I've just grown to understand it like everything is a process and nothing's impossible. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems hard because you're looking at the end, but everything starts with a next step, and the next step is never that far away. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like all I really got to do is decide I want to do this shit and kind of take those steps to, to, to really make it happen. It's going to happen. I just embrace it. It makes me, I, and I, I've been getting this, I get a level of accomplishment off of it because ain't nobody helping you. Yeah. Like nobody helping you. You really betting on you. This, you are the product.
0: Yeah. So it's it's fulfilling, bro. You, you, you saw your, you know what I mean? Like the, for me, it's the dopest thing about It's like the people, that support from the beginning Watching you grow Like you know what I mean Supporting even when they probably Didn't even feel like You You was gonna make it they just supporting Just cause they love you As a person But now why, Them watching you Be like oh no, nah, he He cooking Like you know what I mean Like
1: Bro it was It was a point where I thought about Man like man Maybe I ain't gonna do the podcast No more Like I, I wanted to Grow faster than this Like whatever 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 Then when I really sat and thought about it I'm like Maybe it's only 50 people Who would like Miss the fact that they had this podcast to go mm-hmm. to, but those fifty people would literally miss the fact that they had this podcast to go to. You know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't be yeah. like they don't click play so that they can support. You know what I'm saying? Like they like nah, I don't. If I don't release an episode when it's supposed to get released, niggas would be DMing me and shit. Like yo, yeah. like it's like look, they hit me what they do. Ex. They hit me with the concern first. They be like, hey yo, but you been good, bro? <laughs> yeah, I'm <I'll>
0: straight. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. They'd be like, oh, that's what's up. So if nothing's wrong, where's the episode? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I just had to, I had to check in with you first, make sure everything good with you. Yeah, you slipping, bro,
1: you slipping. So yeah, it did. It, it, it's it's all it all it's all worked it in the end, bro. Yeah, it, it keep it keep you motivated to, to keep this shit pushing, in my opinion, bro. So you, April sixth. I'll April- oh, go ahead.
0: Uh, I was just saying, you spoke on something that, that uh, I had to learn in the military. It was the value of, like, a long-term goal. Because in them in, intervening two years, between 2017 and 2019, I was in language school in the military. Like So that was, like, the first time I ever had to, like, do a long-term, like, year-long process with an end goal that I'm looking at. And that taught me yeah. the value of starting at square one and laying a brick a day type shit. Because you're not going to get to that end goal. You know what I mean? Like, that's shit's yeah. not going to happen tomorrow. No, definitely
1: not definitely not bro i think that shit fire bro i mean just just seeing all the way that you done planned all this shit coming from i mean it's i think it's kind of dope how simple it really is it's at no point and i don't really know why this is that we don't have this because even moving here like i live in houston now for everybody in houston feel like they can be anything they want to be bro like, they the, the overinflated sense of ego in this city is crazy to me. The niggas who think that they could do a podcast, who can't form a sentence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they have no lack of belief in their abilities here, bro. And it's the opposite where we from, bro. Niggas be having all the talent in the world, and they don't really think they can make it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, what do you think that is, culturally?
1: I don't know, bro. I haven't been able to figure that out, bro, because what was so... And I'm telling you, bro, motherfuckers out here will work at something so hard for so long. You'll watch them turn ideas into businesses that I know a girl who got this twerk class who she's like flipped into a networking event that she does every week where these nigga and she getting paid. She don't even be doing shit. Like it's a <laughs> twerk class, bro, with different girls. It's not like she's like building on the previous fundamentals of twerk
0: <laughs> level one, twerk level two. Right, this is she bringing them this girls how you in probably there. probably throw that ass in the circle, right? Here.
1: She going in there. She throwing her ass, being like, throw your ass like this. They all throw their ass together, Yo. and then this, this this liquor there. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I ain't hating on her, bro. I'm not hating on her at all. I'm more saying like, just the vision to do that and just do it.
0: Mm.
1: Whereas motherfuckers from where we from, bro, I just, I mean, maybe because we never seen nobody do it, bro. Everybody out here, that's probably what it is. Where
0: that C one B one shit. For me, I think it was I can't speak because uh, like comedy wasn't a thing. Like there's no comedy clubs, and you know what I'm saying, law wow. especially. There's something in the city, but like I ain't never go to those. But like just being around here, it is a, a big thing. So like I was gonna, I was gonna bump into it out here eventually. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think that has a lot to do with it, like. I don't remember no comedy shows coming to Lawton for real, like none of that. Me neither. I never seen a, I never seen a comedy show come
1: down. Not like since I moved out, I've seen a little shit on Facebook. Motherfuckers trying to get some shit popping, but even in that, it's it's like the lack of capital. I think what happens in Lawton is motherfuckers have a good idea and they don't really have what it takes to keep it running long enough for it to become a thing. Yeah. So they need it to pop off right now. So like I'm gonna do these comedy shows but I need niggas to start buying these tickets on the first second one or yeah. else they not going to let me do it here no more.
0: Yeah, it's a that's one thing I learned too is uh like I've any a lot of shows like especially if I had to do it like not in the city limits I'm I'm going in the red like easy just on gas money alone, you know what I'm saying? Or you know like for the extreme ones a plane ticket like but you got to be willing to do that if you really want to you know you got to
1: you got to be willing to spend that money and do that shit or whatever so is that so you was talking about releasing the special is that going to be kind of like are you trying to go to school uh, are you going to do online school so you can kind of move around like you want to or are you going to go to school like actually in person somewhere
0: i want to go to school in person so i can like uh like that that'll okay. be my thing it'll be like a routine like like in between semesters maybe like I'm working on the material in the semester, maybe end of the school year. I'll drop another special type shit. Cause this is what I've been working on, you know, the whole time. Mm-hmm. Why am I ducked off like in school type shit? So
1: that's for stuff. So you're not thinking about really like trying to hop on up. I mean, or even like, is, there, is, there, is that really like something that exists anymore for like for like up and
0: coming comics? Like a like, like little, like we ain't got no millennial chilling circuit, nigga. We ain't got to no- <laughs> Yeah, 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 they uh <laughs> I mean the internet is powerful. That's a, that's another reason why I wanted to record it cuz the special is because um I tried doing like booking a show at the Bricktown or whatever and they were like, uh, you gotta have at least like 20 minutes of like uncut, like professionally taped material that we can review and shit like that. So that I think okay. this is gonna be my my like okay, kick down the door. Like I got this now. What else y'all need? Type shit.
1: Yeah, this like your uh what they used to call them, uh when the when the girls wanted to do modeling, they had to go get the headshots. These your head shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, this is my demo. Yeah. Check out my demo. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's your demo tape. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, yeah, you gotta have something so they can really look you over and make sure your shit banging like that. Right. But that's something that costs money too, I'm sure. You got to pay somebody to come professionally record it for you, get it all like produced and all that shit or whatever. That's going to cost you some bread too.
0: It was actually love, bro, because I, I uh, that same show that I did, the uh, damn I, the joke about the longest yard or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if you watched the, the live version, but um, it's that studio. And I just called them one day, I think, when I got back from deployment and i was like y'all performed here boom boom can i you know like rent it out for uh, a special and they were like yeah it'll be free you just have to let us like show it you know on our local access tv show i'm like bro that's a oh that like yeah a, a, a dub to me like that's a w it was like, all you gotta do is take for the chair i'm like oh yeah that's yeah i'm in there
1: that's bruh that's i mean again though my nigga like this is this really is the type of shit that I think is more valuable than people realize because it's just being willing to reach out to motherfuckers and ask. Yeah, I was bro. I was thirty years old before I realized how much shit I was missing out on because I was dragging my feet on making a fucking phone call.
0: Mm-hmm. And the worst they could have said is no. I'm like, all right, we we're not going for it. All right, cool.
1: That comes to some bigger shit though. I mean, so I mean, and this is something that I wanted to touch on too, to a degree. Like when you making jokes or whatever, it's a it's a level of introspection, like, in a level of, of observation that's required to make good jokes to me. Because there's some niggas, like, like if you want to go up there and tell dick jokes, that's one thing. You know what I'm saying? But if you're yeah. trying to really, really tell a joke that's going to get in the motherfucker's mind, it's going to sit with a motherfucker for some time, it's going to take really paying attention to, the, like, the things around you, whatever. What's that? Have you always kind of been like that? Have you always found, like, like I'm you real perceptive to other things, watching how people react to shit? You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I've, I've always, I'm still like this today. Like, I'm not uh, a super, like, I'm not really a social butterfly. I'm a wallflower. Like, I'll post up and just watch. Now, once I get yeah. to know the room, like, read the temperature, then, you know, I, I'll laugh and joke with you. But, like, I'm, especially if I don't know nobody in the room, like, I'm, I'm just watching. You know what I'm saying? Like, thinking, probably going down a little rabbit hole in my, my head about, you know, some funny shit that I saw.
1: Yeah, no. Look, I feel that one hundred and ten percent, bro. I always, I, I mean, it's funny because one thing that I'm, I'm starting to do now when before I do interviews with people, is I, a, I'll go back and I'll, I'll look at anything that they've done that I can find or whatever. But then the other thing I'll do is I'll kind of just like track their social media for a little while before we come in, just because like you really can't get like a good little vibe of like how people be on social media. One of the, one of the things that you have posted. That made me be like, man, I, I like the way this nigga think, or whatever is that shit that you had posted about the motherfuckers who still be whooping their kids. And like just the reaction that that post got, bro. I knew it was gonna get some heat. That's why I, that's why I hit you in the DM, bro. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even comment under that motherfucker. I was like, mm-mm. Cause these yeah. niggas want to hit their kids so bad. And for me, bro, I I'm even like kind of nuanced on like I got a two-year-old. Like when she like keeps grabbing at something she won't grab, I'm popping her on the hand, bro. Yeah. Like, she's two. I can't have a conversation with her. She's not going to get, beyond a certain point, like, she's going to keep trying to stick that fucking plug in that outlet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to have to pop her on the hand. But once they, once you're for me, once my kids get three, four, once we can start talking, like, and even then, I'm not beating my kids. I'm just popping them. Like man, you trying? I know motherfuckers was getting beat when they was 15, 16 still.
0: Bro. And I think, I, I think I didn't make it clear enough how nuanced my position on it was. Cause like, I feel like a lot of people like took it and was like, oh, you should never like touch your kids, this, and the third. Like I didn't get, I cause I, I said it, I didn't get beat and I didn't, I didn't get whooped a lot, but like I was talking to my mom about it. She was on the post. She was like, I, I didn't have to, cause you knew that nuclear option was there. That's why you ain't fuck up. That's why I never went that far. because all it took was one or two, and you was like, You get the message now, you know what I mean? But like, nah, the way these, yeah, I don't because you can't do that to nobody else, you know what I'm saying? I can't remember who said it, but they made a good point. You can't just like uh tee off on your co worker because that nigga – you know what I'm saying? Like, you got if you somebody dollars, boss, you can't shit. just
1: start fucking fighting your employees because they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing fast enough, like, yeah, yes. And then when you think about it, the thing that always killed me with that, bro. The kids who I grew up with, who was getting beat on all the time,
0: they was bad as fuck. I'm glad you said it. I didn't want to be the one to say it, but I'm glad you said it. Thank you.
1: They was they bad like, as fuck, my nigga. Like it was not working. Like whatever. Like that be my whole, And they and the parents be swearing. I'm like, I'm just like, look. If you got to beat your kids all the time for everything, the beatings are not a deterrent.
0: They're not scared. Like if your goal is fear. Like to put the fear of God in them. It's not even working. It's not even working. They're not even afraid of
1: you. You just building resiliency.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a strong motherfucker now.
1: <laughs> you building some character, I guess, nigga. A strong, hey, hard-headed
0: motherfuckers.
1: That fucking skit with the with the homie calling you from jail, nigga.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you said that because sometimes, like you said, it's a it's a like podcasting is a one-on-one thing. That's how recording skits is. I don't know if anybody else is gonna like it until I drop it. That'd be that good.
1: shit. <laughs> I had two of my two of my cousins who I grew up with, bro. When I say we grew up together, like they not even my cousins. They mama and my mama was best friends in high school, and they mama start fucking off early in life, and she would like drop them off with us and not come back for a week or two. So we grew up cousins. You know what I'm saying? But like yeah. we grew up close, close. Both them niggas end up in the pen for some time. To, The little one is still there. The oldest one is out now. But them niggas used to call me all the time, bro, when they were still there. And the one who's there forever, like, he's there for, like, shooting at a police officer and some other shit. And I'm like, look, bro. He be hit me with the, yeah, bro, mommy talking about getting me another lawyer and we're going to do this appeal thing or whatever, whatever. I just be on the other line, like, that's what's up, bro. Like, in my mind, I'm like, if that's what you got to tell yourself to keep your head up, I don't want to stop you. But I'm like, my nigga, they gave you 45 years. Yeah. You're doing 40 years. Like, you're not coming home. You're going to be an old nigga when you come home, bro. Oh, yeah.
0: And bro, that's sad. That off Yeah.
1: I can understand I it's- how it's easier for me to come to terms with it than him, but... <laughs> <laughs>
0: also have a i have a hard time like joking with like things like that too like i do like the dead homie dance and shit like that but it's also like a, a level of i mean we are products of our environment like it's not they, these people are inherently fucked up it's just like they they you know what i mean like the the hand they was dealt kind of turned them into this person yeah you know what i mean but nobody I comes mean, out the womb like i'm gonna be a felon you know what i mean like that shit don't happen
1: that that mentality though, bro. Like, that's something that I read on you that I was like, I fuck with that, bro. Like, I fuck with the bigger picture mentality because it's like even though it's a reason for it, it's still funny. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like that. And I fuck with that. Like it's only, but it's only funny from a nigga who knows the reason, though. Mm.
0: You
1: feel what mm. I'm saying? Like from a nigga who wants some like, Oh, you know how niggas be. We just don't we don't do nothing right. We just, you know, niggas, we suck. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah, that's yeah. not. That self-hate shit. I can't fuck with that. But when it's like more like a, a more I don't know, bro. I don't know the word for it. But the, the way you do your thing, bro, is, is something that I, I, I saw a lot of value when I fucked with that shit a
0: lot. bro. Was, love. Love. I appreciate that, man. Yeah,
1: man. I don't know. Uh, I don't got nothing else, man. You got any is anything? Oh, bro. I do got one other thing. I, it's the thing I wrote yeah. down at the very beginning of this. And I know you had said you had to some things written down. But, bro. When we started this off, and you text me back and you was like, are AirPods okay? It was the first time that I thought to myself, bruh, why niggas really don't be having AirPods? Every other interview I done done with niggas, I have literally texted them like, all you need is some AirPods on a phone. Yeah. Like that's the message I'll send. I'll be like, all you need is an AirPods on a phone. Niggas will come back. Niggas that had a phone, they'll be like, well, I don't have no AirPods, but I got this. Can we do this setup? It'd be 15 minutes of trying to find workarounds because niggas has got Xanadu internet. So the internet not working right, <laughs>
0: niggas got
1: niggas ain't got AirPods. So they like, oh, I got these headphones, but the headphones don't got a mic, and it be some other shit. And listen, love, shout out, and appreciation to all the guests that have ever been on the podcast. No shade at all, but y'all AirPods, bro, they like a hundred dollars, bro.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty bad. I ain't gonna lie. This is my third set. You called me at a good time. I I, I ain't had them that long to where I stopped caring and I lose them hoes. So. Yeah, you caught me at the at the right moment.
1: Well, now you know, bro, if you want to be prepared to be able to jump off and do these interviews with other niggas off the fly, you gotta keep you a pair. You need you a backup set or something, because this shit streamline the process in a major way.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've been on them ones where it's like the reconnecting the like, guy can't hear you, you know what I'm saying? Like all that shit.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, this this fifty dollars I'm paying the StreamYard for this process. I guess it's worth it because these niggas definitely d- debit they shit every month to make sure that I got this capability. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. What up? What's up, man? You got
0: anything else when we get out of here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh something else you said on that uh them gasms, man. That shit. That should uh. <laughs> it was uh you were talking about Tyree Nichols, and it reminded me of a video I watched, a video essay on YouTube. Um, about, like, the black entertainer and, the like, the, or, like, creative, the social, kind of, like, social contract where we're almost obligated to, to speak on shit like that. And I appreciate you for doing that and acknowledging, like, how draining that shit is mentally. Yeah, I mean? Because, yeah. like, I got to a point where I was like, bro, niggas is not going to sell me no more trauma, no more black trauma. Like, I'm cool. I'm not watching no more Emmett Till movies. You know what I'm saying? Like, none mm-hmm. of that. Like, But I appreciate you doing it because I mean, that's some hard shit to talk about. And it, it's some, um, it's some, um, hey, there's no way to do it without throwing the vibe off. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta do it to a certain degree.
1: Every once in a while, bro, you do. Because if you don't, you allow other people to take that space up. And you allow other people to kind of like bring it from their perspective and kind of push their narrative on it. And that's something that I never really could fuck with. Like, I, I yeah. that's something I hate. So. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. My my two-year-old trying to hop in the room, my big one, she got her up. You know what I'm saying? It's teenagers are shitty babysitters. <laughs> a
0: little cameo, little cameo.
1: The little cameo from Blaze. But yeah, bro, it is uh it is draining to talk about that shit, but it is one of the things when I make the podcast that I try and think of is when I listen to podcasts, what am I waiting to hear certain hosts mm-hmm. talk about? Mm-hmm. And I knew that when I was listening to it's 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 a podcast I listen to. It's called the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I always I always name drop them when I can because that is the dopest podcast out. If you ask me, it's like I I'm putting fuck this shit at number two. Black Guy Who Tips is the best podcast smoking to me.
0: Black um, Guy Who Tips.
1: Yeah, it's fire. Um, but I'm like, am I waiting to hear Rod and Karen talk about Tyree Nichols? Like, I do kind of want to hear. You know, they perspective on a situation when you got motherfuckers like goddamn Jason Whitlock out here talking wild out the side of his neck, making shit up. and
0: Fat body ass nigga. Fat body this, ass this, this boy. I don't even like Jonah no more, but like niggas like that, bro. I'm like, no, bro. Somebody need to fry that man. Hey,
1: so, uh, bro, if I start talking about your body or something that you can't control, I hate you. It's, I that, hate you, bro.
0: It's way deeper than that
1: it's way deeper than that, bro. The fact that that nigga sweet potato body built, like, that's not
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can I get to the, yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, pelican neck boy, nigga, I know you got some fish head in that motherfucker, nigga, I can't, but yeah, it's a
0: That's partially why I try to, like, come to like, when I talk about, like, black jokes and shit, like Shit like that where I try to come to it with some nuance because it's very easy to make black jokes and sound like you conian. If you just you know what I mean like yeah, it's just like black people are silly and blah blah blah. Like, nah bro, like it is it's more nuanced to it. You know what I mean? It's
1: more nuanced to it. And we do got we do got these. I think I mean shit for you being in the air force, man, growing up in Lawton, it give us a different perspective because we grow up in such a unique environment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When when I moved around, I've like seen how segregated other cities are. Like Lawton's really not Omaha's like Like Lawton is really not a segregated city. Even, even like in the hood, like on the north side and on the south side, it's a lot of white people on the north side and south side. Yeah, like a lot. It's not even just. It's still more white people on the north side and the south side than there's black people.
0: Yeah, you got Korean homeboys that like gang banging shit. Like, yeah, you know like, I'm Korean saying, we, and shit, like- yeah, we grew up in like a, a a way
1: different kind of space, so we we kind of see how environment shapes people a lot more than motherfuckers realize. You know what I'm saying? Like the opportunities that you have. And when you really think about it, bro, the fact that Lawton is such a like low income place. I really think that's why the white people and the black people in the L don't beef like that. Cause they really know rich people.
0: We all got the same issues.
1: We all really got to say, it's hard to pretend. It's hard to sit up there and point at another fucking motherfucking and pretend like they got it better than you when they don't. Yeah. Like we in and, and everybody hate the few the, the few rich white families, everybody hate them.
0: Yeah, it ain't about color and none of that shit, bro. It's like nah, you just Mm-mm. yeah, it, it like, is
1: deeper than that. It's I mean the police definitely gonna fuck with you more if you black. It ain't like it ain't like, oh, we live in this, oh, we don't see color in Lawton. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> mm. But just on a day-to-day how we interact with each other, I do think it's a little from just living in different places, it's different, bro. I didn't mm. know that niggas hated white people. Until I left Lawton.
0: Yeah. I was black meeting cow. dudes, and white dudes in basic that had never met black people before. Like, ever.
1: And that crazy. I mean, that crazy. Bro. bro, I was, I'm having conversations with motherfuckers and they like, yeah, white people are just evil. That's their problem. They all evil. And I'm like, y'all feel like this, huh? Like, that's yep. wild to me. Like, I feel like a cone right now because I'm like, they're not evil, bro. Like, they hella misinformed, like an undereducated, but I mean, yeah. evil, all of them?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it, and I a part of me, a part of me can empathize with it because if all your interactions have been negative, then I'm like, bro, who am I to tell you, you know what I'm saying, from what you've seen type shit, but just like, like how diverse it is. And I think it might be because it's a small town and it's a military town, like you yeah, get so you got yeah, all, but I also think- so We hated like, the awesome, motherfuckers who knew- got from there. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. What is that about <laughs> us, bro? Because I didn't realize it until I left Lawton. I went to Edmond, bro. It's a, We got a stigma in Oklahoma. Like, you tell a nigga you from Lawton, bro. Niggas looking at you some type of way. Yeah, bro. And Tulsa got the one got first 48. You know what I mean? I ain't never been to the, to the 580, bro. <laughs>
1: but you know why we didn't get it, bro? And this is why we had a stigma. You know the first 48 was, was going to come to Lawton. I didn't know that. They didn't come to Lawton because they don't solve enough of the murders.
0: That
1: makes sense so they chose Tulsa because they were like y'all both get have a lot of homicides but they the show is technically about catching the nigga yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> you come to life bro this is the first 48 days you're gonna be looking for a minute <laughs> I ain't never seen
1: never seen a them have a suspect in two days nigga never mm. but yeah bro this shit been live bro uh I, I, it, it was dope having you on. So I got a question for you though, my nigga. Yes, sir. What you think about hopping back on this motherfucker for a regular episode, bro? You know what I'm saying? Run oh, down yeah. the articles with your boy like I normally do. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh yeah, I'm with that. Just let me know.
1: Yeah. I was, yeah, yeah I, was,
0: I, like I, was, I was, I was, I wanted to the, give you a space to my back. I wanted
1: to give you a space to kind of get off on like some shit that be going yeah. on, bro. Like I want to, I I want to kind of see your mind on on some 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 current shit that's going on with some of these some of this shit be coming up.
0: That's
1: a bet. That's a
0: bet. I uh, I usually try to avoid it in my content because I feel like it, it's hard to stand out that way. Cause you know when some shit crazy shit happen, everybody making a TikTok about it. Like Chris Rock got slapped, it was like I can't joke about this because everybody doing it. But like everybody doing it, I feel like a podcast is, is the the time to get that shit off for sure.
1: Yeah, man, give you more. I mean, even with that, bro, I think that. And this is really what made me feel like it would be a good space for you because a lot of the ideas that you're trying to get off are too long for a TikTok. Mm, yeah. Like, it's, it's, you, it's really difficult. I find that, bro, like, that's why I, I really find it difficult to even clip. Like, one of my things was like, like I'm going to start clipping things on a pod and like putting them on like Instagram, blah, 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 whatever. It's like the videos end up being so long because they're not really clips. Yeah. The way I explain things, the way I talk things out, sometimes it ends up being, you know what I'm saying? You got a, a little big
0: idea, you trying to, yeah, you know I man.
1: Yeah, and then when I talk about something real, I want to get the whole, and I think that's kind of what you're talking about. When I'm talking about something big, I want to get the whole idea out. Like a piece of it's not going to really give you my thought. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, like, it's a, uh, that's one thing I noticed too, though. Like, bro, motherfuckers, like, you can explain shit to the t every detail and motherfuckers still gonna hear what they want to hear on the internet that's just so goofy to me
1: 110 but the thing that i done leaned into more is that in that same breath what you start to get is it'd be the messages where motherfuckers be like bruh that's exactly what i was thinking that's exactly Yo. how i was trying to and it kind of give like credence to a more positive mentality on different things or whatever like i think that's that's kind of the space that I try and be in. Like, I want shit to be funny. I want shit to be real. I want it to be all of those things. You know what I'm saying? I want it to just kind of encompass everything that it, it really does, right? Give people a yeah. space to get all those feelings out in one space, whatever. But yeah, my nigga, I think it'll be dope, man. Love to have you back on this motherfucker, man. So you gotta you gotta stand and invite on this bitch, man. Really, I'm gonna do I do this motherfucker. I record every Saturday. Yeah. So yeah. you want to come on this motherfucker, bro? You always welcome to pop on this bitch.
0: Yeah, just let me know when you're trying to do it, man. I'm with it. I'm with, with it. it. Say less, say
1: less. We, uh, we shout, shout out all your socials, man. Where motherfuckers can find you?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh everything. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, X the Joke Dealer. Dope dealer. You know what I'm saying? I got that work for you. Yeah, come on, Yeah, yeah.
1: I feel yeah. that, man. X the joke dealer, bro. Man, make sure y'all go follow all of that shit, man. Go tap into my man. Keep your eyes peeled for the special coming in April. I'm a definitely ready for that motherfucker. Go to my nigga YouTube, bro. Go to my nigga YouTube and just go listen to all the shit, bro. Like all the shit funny nigga. Is is what's a matter of fact, my nigga. What's up? We we gonna we gonna go out on we gonna go out on a joke for you, bro. on, on one of the jokes, bro. I'm going to the YouTube. Yeah. What what you want the people to, to, to go out to, bro? Let me see.
0: Probably so I don't know.
1: Blaze, I don't have I don't have time for this right now. <laughs> oh videos. I'm already up here. What you want? Gun guns, tornadoes, and poor education? <laughs> Oh shit, I can't hear you. Oh, I muted you, my dumb ass. What'd you say?
0: <laughs> I said, hell yeah. Niggas don't realize how crazy tornadoes is, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I feel like that's just a truly like Midwest Oklahoma type thing. All right, bro. We're gonna we're gonna
1: we going to we going we going we going end the podcast on that joke, man. I'm gonna am going am gonna cue that shit up, play that motherfucker, and then we're gonna be up out of here, man. So from 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 me and my nigga, man, we fuck with y'all. Peace. Love, this won't be the last time, man. Oh, man, I appreciate you coming, man.
0: You heard. I'm Oklahoma, Lawton, Oklahoma, west side of Lawton, Oklahoma. If I had to describe Oklahoma in three things, it would be guns, tornadoes, and a poor education system. (laughs) (laughs) It's real cool, though. You know, you got to be like, like, if you grow up in Tornado Alley or somewhere where tornadoes is like real, you know, prominent, you got to be cool. You know what I'm saying? You just walk around life differently when you know that any moment God could just just get your whole city away. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember my senior year, we had a, our basketball team won state. You know what I'm saying? So, we all excited. That same day, a tornado hit, knocked the whole school down. <laughs> they was on the news. They ain't know what to tell the reporters. I want to thank God. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Guns, too. We ain't got, like, no gun laws in Oklahoma. Like you don't need a driver's license, no CDLs, <laughs> nothing. You just walk in that bitch and get. I seen my pastor shoot a nigga outside the casino. That <laughs> was the like, other shit I ever seen in my life, bro. he shot a nigga outside the casino Saturday night, was in church preaching Sunday morning. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, everybody paid their tithes that day, though. <laughs> I seen Jesus walking that motherfucker, he was like, Yeah, let me go ahead and throw a little. It was, uh... And then uh the education system too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. Like. If you read the Oklahoma textbook slavery just ended yesterday. <laughs> they still in denial about it. Like, nah, we'll get them back. You know what yeah. Oh, that was too far? Yeah. yeah. It's going to get worse, bro. But yeah, like, nah, for real, like, you know, it's, it's not our fault. It's the education system. Like, I thought Roe v. Wade was a boxing match. I was like, what the fuck? Roe v. Wade started that's a slow burn. It took a minute. <laughs> uh uh I don't know. I I think that's weird. I'm definitely pro choice. You know, I just sent a couple babies to meet God. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I'm being real, you know. No, but I just I mean, one, like I, you know, for the one, I don't think I should, as a man, should tell a woman what to do with their bodies. And I don't like the like the reasons that they give, you know, like you know, they always use religion, like, you know. The Bible is against abortion. I'm like, bro, have you read it? Like, really? You know what I'm saying? I grew up in the Southern Baptist Church, going to church four times a week, you know. I read the Old Testament. God killed every child in Egypt in one night. (laughs) Planned Parenthood is not putting up the numbers, is all I'm trying to say. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Or then the politicians act like they care about, they don't give a fuck about these kids, bro. They don't. Between 2009 and 2020, over 300 kids died in mass shootings. And you know what they said? Shoulda gave them niggas guns. Why are the kids out here lacking? Oh, that was too dark. Right, we <laughs> Oh, that shit
1: crazy. bro. it's the fact that niggas ain't know what the fuck lacking meant, bro. <laughs>
0: that was, I was like, fuck, I took that. Bro, that was right before, like literally, no funny shit, like we recorded it like Three or four days before that Uvaldi shit happened. I was like, fuck. I mean,
1: but look, that's that's the thing, bro. That's the thing about good comedy, my nigga. That shit is completely rooted in truth, bro. Oh, God. I still hear recorded, though. So, look, for real, for real by this time, y'all. We out. Y'all. <laughs> yeah, double up the respect. Came through the wire, fresh out the fire, my mic check, leaning and rocking, feel it yourself, it's high tech, moving pieces all on the board, my nigga trying to see, billion, mm. my gift to gab on is escape trials and tribulations, fighting your honor, shark in the water, grabbing for paper like I'm Nirvana, Code the honor that I follow, my nigga is worth, billion, huh. Homie, fuck your greasy granny, them. He been slapping shit so long, they gotta come and Grammy him. He so fly, he walk on stars. Solar systems carry him. Bank account status when they bury him. Billion. Uh, make sure you say it two times. Dre Dre, nigga. Make sure you say it two times. <laughs> Trying to see the salad with the croutons. Laying the foes down like futons for the- Billion. Yeah, man, you are not tuning in. Fuck this shit podcast.